Hello and welcome to another episode of Film Production Talk. I'm your host Varun Hatkar and I have Snail Mohapatra with me today. Hey Varun, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. Thanks. So what do we have for our listeners today? So today in this episode we're going to talk about digital intermediate uh, which is DI for short. And we have the amazing Ken Metzga with us. He is a DI artist in, I would say, supervisor or senior because he's way too experienced. Uh, he works for Reliance Media Works. And previously he was with Prasad EFX. And he did a few gigs even before, before joining Prasad. He did a few gigs elsewhere. Uh, outside India, so it's should be good. Yeah, you know, before I joined VFX, you know, I I used to always hear his name. You know, Ken, 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 Ken. Now it seems that it'll be quite informative to hear what he has to say. Yeah, you know? he has quite a lot of things to say. Uh, I mean, uh, he's of course he also mentions about how to get into you know for freshers who want to get in this industry on the colorist uh, on the colorist uh, front. Uh, he also mentions how and what uh, sort of challenges that the, he goes through or DI people go through and how uh, uh, how people actually underestimate uh, grading. You know, I, I have seen many forums and many websites. There are not many interviews of colorists, you know, and I think this should be a very good informative podcast for our listeners. Absolutely. So, yeah, should we just check it out? Sure, I'll be listening. Um, can you tell us a little bit about you and your profession and what you do? Uh, because you work in Reliance Media Works, uh, one of the biggest companies in India for visual effects and DI. Can you tell us something about you and what you do? Sure. So I'm a, I'm I guess I'm a senior colorist there. Okay. So uh, basically, I originally came from Vancouver. Right. where I worked in the post industry for 10 years at what became Technicolor, Vancouver. Wow. Yeah. And then I uh, spent uh, five years in India at Prasad. Oh, yeah. Which is a Chennai-based uh, company. Right, yeah. And and basically there I started doing DIs, and uh, now I'm working at Reliance Media Works. And I worked uh, specifically in the DI department at, uh, you know, Film City Complex in Gorgao East. Because Reliance is a humongous, uh, yeah, humongous company. Yeah, they're, they're doing restoration. They're doing, uh, you know, studio. They're renting cameras. Yeah, uh, you know, two D to three D. Yeah, they're doing uh, VFX for uh, big American films. And so each one of those is like a different division. So that doesn't yeah. mean we don't work together. But uh, you know, I don't generally yeah. you basically keep your own ship running smoothly. Yeah. And then if uh, the other guys need help or, or you can help them out some ways, then that's how it works. That's pretty good. So, so generally, I, I, I pretty much stick to the DI and you know occasionally come across the studios and uh, the camera divisions uh, as we work out packages and stuff. That's pretty cool. And you in uh, the, the Gorega, the Film City Division, where they're doing mostly Bollywood movies. Uh, yeah. We yeah. get the occasional foreign film, but generally it's all uh, it's all Bollywood. Ah, I and then, I mean, the Bollywood has been. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's good that way. I work with about uh, 
about 12 uh, other colorists. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. And we've done over, you know, I think we've done, we are almost hitting uh, 300 DIs that we've done. <laughs> wow. That's over awesome. the five years. So it's like, a, it's, yeah. it's like, keeps us busy. <laughs> oh, that's like 60 to 80 movies per year. <laughs> that's quite yeah. a lot. No, it is a lot. It's a lot. In <laughs> fact, when we uh, were purchasing uh, the equipment, the, the guys selling it to us couldn't believe that we'd be able to pull off that much work. <laughs> <laughs> how many How many suites do you have? We have a... Uh, generally, we for the last uh, five years, we've had uh, three suites. Okay. Uh, but we are making more suites because... Uh, more work coming in. More work coming in, and basically, in order to keep our head above the water, we need to have more suites because uh, the cost of uh, doing a DI, specifically a DI, has gone down. Yeah. Over over the last uh, five years. Yeah. So the the rat race to the bottom, unfortunately. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we're trying to stay out of that rat race because basically we want to keep keep uh, you know. And experienced and creative uh, colorist on boards, you know. Yeah. In order true. to keep those people, you need to pay those people. True. And as well, we're trying to keep, uh, you know, the deliveries and uh, the grading environment at a certain level that it can be recreated. Like, you know, basically, there's no point in doing a DI unless it's uh, recreated in the theater and it looks the true. same at home when you watch it on a Blu-ray. Yeah. It looks the same when you see it on SD in an airplane. Wow, and yeah. So really hard making sure everything to, works that way. And so we want to keep it that way. And, and all those things cost uh, money. So. Absolutely. But, wow. uh, but we, yeah, we actually used to, like, uh, before I got in the industry, I used to think that DI is just, okay, it's, it should be simple. Just, you know, press a couple of buttons. But when you actually are there, when you actually working in the industry, you, you know how intense it is and how difficult it is. No, it is. I mean, like, honestly, uh, see, the DI itself is uh, is has just been, like, uh, moving over of what we've done in the past when we were just doing, uh, you know, your neg to video right. release, right? Yeah. But it's, uh, it's just all-encompassing now, and it makes uh, life a lot simpler for, you know, the, the directors and the producers and uh, the DOP, of course. Right. Because everyone can come in and they can all okay it. They don't have to do a different version for the the film, a different version for digital, a different version for Correct. for video, and yeah. All so it's mind. really good that way. But I mean, uh, I think uh, it's very complex explaining what I do. I usually just say Photoshop, uh, <laughs> you know. But the that's even uh, I missed the Neemer because a lot of Photoshop stuff moves into the VFX realm, and yeah, <laughs> but it gives people a good idea. <laughs> no, that's true because a lot of people don't know the terms, which is fair enough. Uh, every yeah. industry has their own term. So yeah, can you explain us what, what and when DI takes, or rather just when DI takes place in a movie and what is the process of a good DI, digital intermediate pipeline? No, see, uh, I think uh, the DI, mm -hmm. you should be talking to a DI colorist, you know, after you've written the script and you've pull the DOP on board right? so that uh, and you're doing a, maybe perhaps camera tests so everyone can be involved. Uh, I'm not saying, uh, you know, at the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, you're doing some wicked tests. Basically, you're just doing a few, uh, like in the old days, like they do uh, 
camera test to make sure the camera's working okay. So yeah. this is the same idea as like uh, you don't want to finish 120 days of uh, of shooting to find out that you've burnt in this lot when really you should just be working on the raw oh, file. Right. Correct. Right. It's just a question to make sure the level of expertise of everyone on board and to make sure that uh, there's not going to be any major screw ups and your lenses are working correctly with the camera. Absolutely. Because, you know, after, you know, close to 20 years in the industry, you're, you have seen so many errors that are actually heartbreaking, right? Yeah. <laughs> Going out for their first film and shooting in a desert and arranging yeah. for all these expensive things, animals to come and them coming back and finding out that there's been some camera faults, right? Yeah. And it's not their fault. The guy before didn't say that, uh, oh, the camera got bumped, so <laughs> the company just rented out again. And so, you know, and, and those kind of things, you know, maybe someday you'll get some money from yeah. somebody. <laughs> but I guess you're, that was their big chance to make their film, and it's lost because they didn't do any proper tests. So. Think, yeah. So, I mean, it's just like a test like that, and as well, you get to know your DP, and yeah. the, for the DP, you get to know your colorist, yep. and for the producer, he gets to know the facility that's going to be finishing the job, Yeah. and as well, you can see if you can take advantage, because I mean, like, uh, the one thing about Reliance that uh, is quite powerful yeah. is that uh, the VFX department, mm -hmm. you know, it used to be a very small VFX department. Yeah. I used to call it digital optics because but well, that's really a misdemeanor to the VFX guys yeah. at that time. But the VFX department now is uh, is has become quite big, right? With over a hundred seats. Yeah. Wow. And uh, a lot of times it's like uh, you know it's it's fine. We do VFX uh, DIs with VFX done by many different houses. Yeah. But to have that, uh, you know. The VFX supervisor and the whole team can go up and see how it looks in the DI suite and the direction you're going on the grading. Yeah. And go back downstairs and modify the VFX shots all in a matter of a couple hours, right? Like yeah. In some cases, so it's like that. That's really powerful, right? Like you know, yeah. that's it. As opposed to somebody coming from Pune, driving two hours, coming <laughs> and taking a look and seeing all. Yeah. Oh, you're doing two, three, five, not one, eight. <laughs> <laughs> that will be a pain. I shouldn't be there. Oh, no, I, I, I'm just joking. But no, uh, no, no. it has happened. <laughs> I'm sure that that did but happen. That there are a lot of uh, good companies that are doing excellent work uh, in India and abroad that uh, are working with our our DI team, and so so you know it's, it works both ways. Yeah. It's just sometimes with the the tight delivery schedules that they have nowadays, it's nice to have uh, everyone working in the same uh, same building. Yeah. So uh, you're saying that once, say before the, or rather when the script is written, they they take the colorist on board, or and also when yeah they after after they pick the DP, because generally uh, the DP and the director are the ones that we work the closest with as a colorist. Yeah. So then it's like, uh, it's generally probably best. The script is written and the mm -hmm. DP is hired and the camera package is, is uh, they're, they're deciding on that, right? Then right. we do a test and yeah. make sure that, that everything works together and right. that uh, they're making the right decision for the project for the camera. Yeah, and everything has to be in sync. All the cameras has to come as raw. Uh, do you actually take raw or do you take with the LUT at times? No, no, we, we generally do all raw. Perfect. 
See, we can apply the LUT, and you can you can decide whether you want to use the LUT or not. But uh, yeah. generally, as we find what what happens on set, the the uh, how would you say it? You know, the the monitoring isn't always the uh, the best. Yeah, is yeah, it's not. Bad. And and like, you know, a lot of times you don't have a proper tent either. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, so the uh, light does. Yeah. It yeah, and this. a lot of times people, a lot of people are watching the same screen, and so there's, you know, angle of view issues. Yeah. And so, like, generally, uh, you know, we can recreate what's what's been set up there, but generally, a lot of times, uh, it's better for the the grader and for the DP to keep that as an idea. It's a good good reference to what's possible. Right. But then go go and uh, start timing again once the whole movie is put in, right? Right, because when you're doing one shot in isolation, it's a lot, a lot different than uh, you know creating a flow throughout the entire movie, scene to scene, shot to shot. That's true. You know, making sure it's an entire whole, right? So yeah, so uh, it's a, that that's an important part for for a, a DI colorist. So and uh, when you give the raw plates to the visual effects artist or the conversion artist, do you give them as raw or? Or at the same time, at times, do you provide them separate LUTs and they work on it, basically? See, it's a very good question. A lot of times, it, uh, everyone has a different setup. Yeah. A lot. Some people like to get it raw, but generally, I think, uh, you know, you need to do a, a, a base grade just to make sure yeah. it's in the ballpark, right? Yep. Absolutely. So I'm not saying we do power windows here and power windows there and a key here. I'm just saying... It, you make sure it's base graded so yeah you know what they used to do in the old days when they were do before tape to tape like uh yeah. before yeah they just make Did sure the the whites aren't blown the blacks aren't blown so yeah. move and it looks proper yeah it looks flat yeah but that's uh but everyone does it differently and it depends on the camera too like something like uh you know the alexa is so flat yeah they're the yeah. log exactly that, uh, well, a lot of times you can get away, but then that depends if your your DP's on the ball and, and has, <laughs> yeah. you know, not even the DP, even even like the they have an idea of what shot this background plate is being used with, right? Because a lot of times that isn't communicated. So true. Oh yeah, a lot of different issues. So it's it's actually uh, that's the one thing about uh, when you're doing a DI, it's very hard to point uh, fingers, and it's not generally a good idea. Yeah. Because the the person you think would be responsible for that isn't always the one that has caused a problem with somebody else. Yeah. So uh, when you when you bake the when you deliver the shots back uh, to the director, are you still giving them in uh, linear format, or are you giving them entirely graded linear, and then to an extent maybe? Like uh, when we uh, sorry. I, when uh, what? Uh, when you deliver to the clients, or when you deliver it back to the final version, or yeah, final version entirely. Yeah, yeah, we give them, uh, we give them uh, baked. It's, it's linear, okay. and it's uh, and it's uh, you know it's completely baked in. Oh. That's the whole thing of DI. A lot of uh, yeah. especially in India, yeah, even delivery is a a little bit. Uh, what's it? They, they like, prefer it nice. in a way. There's a little, there's the standardization isn't quite as tight as it is in the States. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in Europe. And so uh, basically, 
you know, there's still room that uh, a delivery company, like somebody who's, uh, you know, yeah, making the uh, packaging for uh, for a DCP, yeah, they can still fiddle with the colors, right, on purpose or accidental, right, right. So the whole idea for us as a DI house is, you know, we worked very hard with all the creatives and uh, you know, packaging. To make right. sure that it's uh, perfect, right? Like right. we don't want it changed. If it's dark, then it's supposed to be dark. If it's exactly. bright, it's supposed yeah. to be bright. We don't that's want right. it changed at all, right? That's correct. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the thing is like uh, we try to give it in a in a color uh, in a color uh, oh my God, a color space yeah. that is yeah. you know, is final and can't be changed. Right. So, like for for instance, for P three, we'll give it an X Y Z. Yeah. Right. RGB XYZ. Yeah. No, sorry, sorry. I'm saying then the whole 3D chart of uh, colors. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's all locked in there. The packaging team just has to sync the audio and uh, you know do all the different various subtitle versions and all that jazz. But, yeah. But I mean, because I mean the color timing, that's uh, that's uh, part of the DI process. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't be matched by the packaging company, right? So. Right. Ah, yeah, the thing, yeah. It's a, that's another thing that's heartbreaking that I've seen is like, you know. Yeah. It's gone out, uh, you know, in a in a more, uh, how would you say, like a, a it, log, sort of, uh, yeah. a log, logarithmic way. Yeah. So somebody has to change it to linear, right? Right. And so that's, uh, they're allowing a packaging company to do that. Right. Right. So that's, uh, how yeah. are they going to change it? So it looks it's, correct, right? So all right. those hours of work. It's like a, I always remember this one film I was doing. The guy, uh, the DP at the time, mm-hmm. you know, to to get it converted to X Y Z, there's a there's a, there's a slight charge, right? Yeah. At the end. Yeah, always. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this, so the DP was checking two different versions, right? This logarithmic version where the packaging company had changed it, yeah. and our version. It was, you know, and it's pretty similar. I don't see any difference. <laughs> and so I was. I said to him, "Okay, then do it. No problem." <laughs> okay. And then you know, like uh, two weeks later, when the film is released, he's calling me up and saying, "What the hell happened to the blue dresses? They're not blue anymore. They're purple." And I said, "You know, well, <laughs> you told us to do it. <laughs> you told them. You talk to that packaging company. They'll figure it out for you." <laughs> yeah. that, the thing is, it's like a, the whole thing of. Uh, Color management is a—it's a little bit tricky, right? Yeah, yeah. It's becoming a lot easier as uh, everything becomes digital. Yeah. Like in the old days when you'd have to do match the film out, right? The print. Yeah. It's uh, quite complex and it was a constantly moving game, and it still is a constantly moving game, but it's a, a lot more stable. Like yeah. it's compared to those days. Yeah. But it's yeah. still you still have to know what you're doing and. Absolutely. It's a black art, but it's not that complex once you get your head around it. Yeah. Besides, India has a slightly different pipeline than the West. So. Yeah. No, no, it's like a, it's a, because they have, a, in the West, generally, it's all, all sort of DCI yeah. being yeah. set up and everyone follows that. In the India, like, yeah. you know, 20% of it's DCI, but all the satellite uh, cities and stuff, the UFO has gone in there. Yeah. <laughs> rightfully so to prevent piracy they've uh, set up uh, they've set up theaters that can you know release the same day yeah 
that those are are more along the lines of uh, HD and and less, you know. That's true. Yeah. And so and th those are are not uh, you know X Y Z color space. Those yeah. are something else, right? Yeah. And even if they're HD color space, I don't know. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of things that shouldn't yeah. happen, right? They should be just set in stone, and everyone follows the same. Same, same exactly. Same, stuff. same, same route. Yeah. Yeah, but we're not quite there. But it's oh. getting better every day, so. Uh, well, I guess in another five years, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. everything will let's, be in this. What's the date today? We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. catch back in the, you know five years. Yeah. 2018. Maybe. December. Hopefully. <laughs> so yeah, uh, next one would be how would you how do you usually approach a grading shot, uh, grading a shot, a sequence, and at times an entire movie because usually when a client comes to you, they would uh, get the whole movie. Uh, the whole tape to you and tell you that can you can we create the whole movie uh, also at the same time uh, do you give it a do you have freedom giving it a mood a uh, different tone uh, or do you have to work with a DP every single time and he tells you he directs you every single time that I want it like that like that yeah. see each job is their own sort of uh, process and that's what makes uh, color grading so interesting. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even have a DP. Like, uh, not not like uh, like I think I just finished this movie, Chris Three. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. That was brilliant. Yeah, but the the deep DOP had done a wonderful job, but oh. just uh, just because the time was so short and there's so much uh, things changing in the VFX, I think eighty yeah. percent of the movie ended yeah. up with VFX. Yeah. So and and the Roshans are very uh, are very uh, very high highly visually communicative people. Yeah. Who have a very strong idea of what they want. Yeah. So in that case, uh, you know, I think the DOP came in once to yeah. go over stuff. Yeah. And they sent his assistants a couple times, but generally, you know, it was there. It was the director, yeah. director calling the shots in yeah. conjunction with the with his son Ritik, okay. so then uh, and then and then that's that's the way that worked, right? But that's right. that's an odd one. Yeah. Generally, it's a it's a DOP who comes in and he's the one that I'm working with generally. Yeah. And the way I usually like to work it out is that uh, we see the entire film. Yeah. Like I see the entire film with yeah. the uh, with the DOP director, yeah. and we we start talking. Uh, you know. Yeah. And in First we watch the whole film, then we sort of go through fast forward and, and take a look at individual scenes and yeah. and I'm sure that I understand uh, what exactly is happening in the movie if I'm maybe reading into it or yeah. I'm I'm not understanding what's happening like is it because generally at that point the edit isn't final so yeah so what's what's going on and uh, and then we'll go through uh, you know thinking about ideas how to make the film more, more cohesive and. Yeah. And you know, understanding yeah. where the you know the the tones need to change. The, and... No, yeah, not where the tones need to change, but more, more along the lines of uh, where where is our point where we're gonna have the most tension in the film and right, yeah, where is it uh, a quiet part and and just just so you can sort of follow that whole mood because it's uh, the mood and the and the tone, yeah, not of the entire movie but of a scene to scene right you're right. helping sell emotions of that scene right it's like exactly. a, 
if it's action, right, and you're doing yeah. some flat grade that uh, yeah. doesn't, yeah, that doesn't work out at all, yeah, then that's not gonna work. But yeah, it's uh, so you uh, do at times have a bit of freedom to do you, you know make a sequence or some shots look uh, good according to you. No, see, like I mean, the thing is, I I I think that's the wrong way to look at it because I mean it's not a it's not a battle, right? Mm. Yeah. It's like the uh, when I get the stuff, mm -hmm. generally, if the DP's with it and the director and them are 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 you know visual professionals, yeah, then uh, you know, the job is uh, is is mostly done. Right. I'm doing oh, yeah. some enhancing. They yeah. decided, okay, this is a color film. We've gone for a, a you know, basically a you know, a yellow tone. All the dresses are yellow, and we like yeah. the red. You never see blue. If you see blue, it's very toned back, right? Yeah. yeah. The art director of that whole team has gone through that, and it's already uh, mostly there. Right. And that, and you're taking that and making sure the consistency is spotless and and enhancing what uh, what the intention is, right? Right. And that's that that makes it a. a a very good experience for everyone, right? That's correct. And if you could add something to it, if you understand what uh, what's working on the film and what what uh, we're trying to play down on the film, what we're trying to play up, not just visually but emotionally and stuff. Yeah. Then if you can help out on that, then you're you know you're gonna you're 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 helping create the movie. Right. Right. It's like a, I I don't mean to be blunt, but you know some some colorist who goes in. Yeah. Ray, what you doing? No. Who goes in and tries to create their own uh, tone and stuff? It's basically like uh, masturbation. Yeah. You're not helping yeah. anyone. Yeah. You're just helping yourself. Yeah. Right. So it's a... you have to understand the the full uh, the full meaning of it, right? And okay. uh, and it's rarely do I get into uh, a place in the the grading suite where yeah. I'm arguing over with the D DOP. Yeah. In a in a in not a good way. Yeah. About how it should look. Generally, we're discussing. Yeah. You know, the direction that it's going. Right. Like and and generally, like you know, I'm not saying that I'm just following the DOP. Yeah. I'm saying like you know, but, several times I've taken DOPs and directors that and I've said no, right? Yeah. No, we go this way. This is just completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that we've done up to this point has gone this way. Uh huh. Is there some sort of a moment why we're going the exact opposite direction now? Because it's not going to work. It'll look like a, you know, a yeah. total... Completely total, upset, like, yeah. Sense. But they're the ones paying the bills, so in the end, <laughs> you, have to, it's... You, have to, you have to make them happy. But, I mean, the thing is, if, uh, you know, it's, it's a question of uh, talking to them and working, working out, out yeah. what, what is going to actually work best in there. Because yeah. I mean, as a colorist, yeah, you know, a lot of times, uh, a lot of colorists in uh, India and, and also actually most of the world are are underestimated, right? Like uh, right. the DOP comes in and he says, "Oh, it's all done. I've shot it perfectly, right?" <laughs> but never seen a film that's uh, you know been released raw, right? Yeah. Like every <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Everyone, it doesn't you know, the uh, the colorist is always there doing something. Yeah, right? it's always there. So I mean, like, uh, it could be just a contrast. I mean, there are some DOPs out there that shoot so good, yeah. you just increase their contrast, yeah. and it's there, right? Yeah, but always, uh, yeah. generally, generally, you you are doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. And 
and it works if uh, you're working in conjunction with with the uh, key creatives, right? Yeah. Because it's going to make the film more cohesive, and it's going to, you know, yeah, make a better product. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, which is actually a good thing. I mean, uh, well, anyway, uh, I'll actually move on because. Um, cool. So. What what are your suggestions in undertaking and learning more about color th- color theory and science uh, behind colors when, uh, when it comes to more like uh, uh, grading or to an extent supervision? You know, I don't. It's a it's a hard thing. I yeah. don't know. I get this question all the time, and I'm just like. Uh, yeah, because I think, I think uh, you know. Yeah. Because I think uh, the best way to handle a question like that is, you know, you have uh, people yeah. who are visually aware. Right. And there are people that are less visually aware. Right. The people who are visually aware, Yeah. when they walk around, they look, they understand. They know the difference when, uh, you know, the sun goes into the clouds for a bit and then comes out. They know... You know right. how it's going to change the feeling yeah. and the mood of a situation, <laughs> and if they go underwater, right? Yeah. yeah. They know how things look, right? Right. Like uh, they're able to interpret. Like even uh, with the best camera. Yeah. You you know you're not uh, seeing what you're seeing. Like I just take a take a picture of a sunset, right? Right. And then bring that to your computer. Yeah. And and ask yourself, is that the feeling I got when I was watching that sunset? Are those the colors I saw? Right? Yeah, that's not true. Yeah. Do the same thing. So yeah. basically, you have to look and understand nature. Right. And the colors in nature. Right. And and you know and how to interpret those colors into a visual uh, visually limited uh, world. Right. 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 Like yeah. painters have done for a hundred years. Right. They, yeah. And they're not. Uh, Recreating real reality, they're basically illustrating how reality looks to them. Yeah. Right. Because it's not we're not at the point where what we see is right. uh, is uh, what we're seeing uh, captured and delivered. Right. They're different right. things. Right. Yeah. The level isn't there. Our eyes see a lot better than uh, than any camera. True. So yeah. it's a way of interpreting. Right. right. So you're interpreting interpreting okay. <laughs> reality. Yeah. And as well, because it's a movie and you're trying to create a mood and stuff, then you're going along that route, right? Absolutely. So it's like a, as for the science of color, right? Then that's something that you you have to learn from reading right. all these uh, crazy books issues. about uh, you know things that uh, look like something, but when you measure it, it's actually the same size, like you know, yeah. all the optical illusions, those kind of things. They're all Right. They actually all are very important to a colorist, right? Right. You have to understand why is that like that, right? Because that, yeah. that means that there's some visual visual clues going on in the brain that, right. uh, that you know, if you figure those things out, it makes it... Uh, right. Your job becomes a lot more easier. easier and also you can create more things, right? Yeah. Because you, you can, in theory, if you do enough films... Mm-hmm find these things by accident and save them and stuff. Yeah. But it's better to, uh, you know, go in with a strong feeling about what's going on, right? Yeah. And that's what, actually, that other question I never finished. Like, colorists are often undervalued because uh, right. the DOP, 
you know, he shoots the film and he has an idea of how it goes. But uh, the colorists, they grade so many films and they can actually make such a cohesive product. Right. And that doesn't mean every scene looks the same. Yeah. But what it does mean is that, uh, you know, shots where you had to shoot outside on location, right, right versus something in a, in a, on a, you know, in a, in a set, right. yeah. you want to have the same emotions, right? Yeah. Some color can, can work on that and uh, do an amazing job if asked, right? Yeah. But if they're not asked, or if there isn't the freedom to uh, talk freely in the suite, right? It's like True. one point red, yeah. two points low. Yeah, <laughs> that, <laughs> that not, has to happen. Not to end up with anything very magical, right? Yeah. yeah, like it's the same thing. Like if you go back to the question, like coordinating with the DOP or when the DI starts, right? Like when uh, when I'm there doing that first test, mm-hmm. I make sure he has an understanding. Does he understand what a point of red is? Right. It's a little bit of contrast. What does that mean to him? Right. right. Yeah. And, you know, if you're sending references, how is he going to send it? Let's test out both our uh, our monitors and, right. and see how close it is so we understand what that difference is, what it we're is. seeing. Yeah, that so, makes I mean, it's like uh, those kind of things because, I mean, if, you you know, making a film is not a, a one-man job or is very yeah. rarely a one-man job. And so yeah. you have many people and so you have to... Everyone has to have a certain degree of visual understanding, right? True, yeah. Visual communication, right? That's a better way to put it. Visual yeah. communications. You have to be able to do that. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. Do 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 the clients actually, uh, if you ever send a still image to them, or uh, to oh, just check, can you take a snapshot or if you take an image out and just to show the client what sort of grade it looks like, do they check on their phones or... Do they check on the mo- proper monitor, a graded monitor? Because no, they generally some check on their phone, some check on a, a different monitor. That's like uh, going back to that thing, right, at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Because if you haven't had that meeting and you haven't talked about those kind of things, then you're, you know, you have to just hope that they're seeing it on something good. And I mean, I've had stories where <laughs> DPs have actually been fired. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, some producers watching uh, watching dailies on a phone on a flat screen in a hotel where <laughs> you know the hotel hasn't changed it from that uh, commercial or you know that promo oh, yeah, yeah. Set, oh my god set it to film right so right. it's like the whites are all blown the blacks okay. are all crushed and it's uh, it changes as uh, <laughs> as the image changes yeah so so i mean like uh, you have to work out those things those little details make a big difference that's true uh, but you don't actually um, grade uh, different medium separately, right? No, see, like, uh, it's a, a question of uh, of different, what what is he going to view it on, right? Generally, yeah. if it's an iPhone, yeah. then generally it's, like, uh, very close to HD. Right. So that's uh, something that, uh, you know, if, if you're not grading in HD, then you're going to have to convert it in HD so he can see it. Right. So that's that's like you're not grading it again. You're, True. You're, it just you're converting the color space, space, right? Right. Okay, that makes sense. And so that kind of stuff happens all the time. But I mean, the whole thing is, it goes back to setting up uh, a good DI pipeline. You know, True. if you've uh, messed up in your conversion from uh, you know from the point color space or your film log or whatever to HD is screwed up. Yeah. 
then it then, does. Lose. Then your your everything becomes starts becoming meaningless, right? True. And yeah. that's what the you know what is the point of him looking at that if it's not going to reflect in the final thing? Absolutely. Right? Because you you've increased the contrast by uh, you know thirty percent. So it's like uh, it's very uh, it's very important. Like I mean, it was really nice with the Reliance. Yeah. Because uh, they were building that uh, third floor completely for the DI. Oh, wow. So I had a lot of time to yeah. actually uh, go through uh, with the manufacturers and and work out uh, you know the first generic uh, color space conversions and yeah. then uh, as we got more into uh, our building and and uh, the you know the ideal situation in India then yeah. then even fine tune that more right yeah so it's like, uh, it's true. It's all important stuff because that's like uh, learning the words, you know, before you uh, start talking in sentences. That's true. Yeah. Just a, a quick question. I mean, being a DI artist, how how many times do you actually watch a movie right, in the whole process? How, how much well, you end up watching yeah. the movie? I, I'm sure I see every movie I work on at least a hundred times. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> at least it feels like that by the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, because you see the movie at the beginning, uh, you see the movie a lot of times, right? You right. know that movie inside and out. Like as a DI colorist, if you can't uh, recognize a, a movie by one shot, then you know you didn't work hard enough on it. I think. <laughs> That's true. Okay. No, I it is so really much. you. You. Uh, because you have to think, right? Like, uh, in general, like uh, a movie like Chris, yeah. how much time has gone in to each frame of that movie, right? Wow. Yeah. And so, 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 like, you know, not only first they, uh, I can even go back to pre-visualization and the little sets about how this, this little uh, models of how each uh, building looks like and. I mean, they've thought about every single detail, yeah, yeah. right? And, yeah. and so when it comes to you, yeah. you're the final, uh, you're the final guy, right? right. You're, you're the one that uh, you know you're gonna grade it. Yeah. And so the thing is, uh, you know, are you adding stuff or are you I, screwing the image, right? Yeah. So are are you making the movie better? Or are you making it worse, right? That's and yeah. and you know that's uh a lot of time has gone into it, right? A right. lot of art direction has gone into it, right? Like, uh, you know, yeah. see, like, sometimes there's no, like, you know, there are some movies that look so good, you know, desaturate a bit, make it more contrasty. Yeah. And, and it that works. It's like uh, some dirty city, right? Yeah. Mumbai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> movie or something. That looks really cool and it works. Yeah. But, um, it only works if uh, you know your art director understands that as well. Because if he's been putting big, colorful uh, dresses and, 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 and like you know, then the, then when the director comes in to see you know you what you've done, the director's gonna be shocked because yeah. he's been seeing it so colorful in the <laughs> offline for uh, months, months while he edited it. He's yeah. gonna be shocked, and sometimes you can sell him on that. Other times he's like, "No, no, that's not my film. That's, I, <laughs> that's a beautiful dress. I want to show that dress, yeah. right?" If it's too saturated, it's. <laughs> but it's a gangster movie. What, what do you care about that dress? And it's like, no, <laughs> you know. So it's like, uh, yeah, you 
have to be clear about what you're doing and you have to understand what you have to make sure the key creatives in the process are also clear about what they're doing or if they're undecided make sure they decide one way or the other that's true yeah, yeah. makes a lot of sense because uh, grading it's uh, dia is also a bit of storytelling absolutely yeah it's uh it basically i i always like to say it it just uh, fine tunes the storytelling because i mean you could it helps you yeah. tell the story right yeah if something's scary and you've made it all bright and you can see absolutely everything it's not very That's scary right? exactly if, if, if you bring down the blacks and make it just you can just see a little touch yeah. of things that could be there then it's scary yeah. right That's right. no yeah it, it does help uh, telling a story um, yeah it's, it's uh, amazing that way what it, how it can help yeah so um could you give any advice to you know freshers who are coming out of school or any artists who want to switch to DI how can they do the transition or how do how can they get in DI yeah see there's not a, there's not a lot of colorists out there oh yeah you mean in india it's in india and and the rest of the world i think oh. uh, i don't know uh there's more uh now lately there's more editors versus uh, editors slash colorists right which is oh, okay. a good thing i think a lot of ways right so so to become a a, a colorist like a di colorist yeah basically it's like an apprenticeship right you have to right. like for me i worked as a tape op for uh, a couple years right okay yeah and learn to you know to get to know the colorists and stuff and right. uh, learn from them Yeah. In fact, uh, when I when I uh, you know, generally I got a job at a post house. I, I had no intention of getting into the post field. That's it was completely by accident. But when right. I shot a little commercial right. for a charitable organization and mm-hmm. just one shot is of a flame of candle and yeah. I I saw what the what that uh, colorist had done to that flame, how how he made it look like a Three hundred times better than it was. Wow. Then I thought to myself, I want to do this. This cool. is that's a cool job. <laughs> yeah. And so, so I mean, the thing is, it's like uh, first you have to know that you you like doing that, right? Like, yeah. Just try it on Photoshop. Yeah. See how much you like uh, taking the family photos and 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 making them look good and consistent. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, a yeah. lot of that's a lot of the work of a DI guy. Yeah. And then the thing is, uh, you know, try to find a house where the there there could be some growth and uh, and try to get in there and then try to get another colorist and uh, let them know that you want to be a colorist. Yeah. And a colorist themselves, like don't trust one, but uh, you know, yeah. talk to a few of them. If right. they all say if they all say mm, maybe it's not the right thing for you, maybe right. you should listen to them. Right. But if they're saying yeah. Yeah, you you make a good colorist, then uh, you know that's a good idea. Then then uh, you know you keep on asking them how you can do that. True, that's that's fair. So make it, but it's not uh, it's not like uh, there's no uh, guarantees in the colorist field. Yeah. Like you can work uh, two years in some crap job and yeah. have to learn color timing and still not become a colorist. Yeah. And uh, you can you can you know you can meet a great colorist who teaches you so many things. Yeah. Then you still, you know, in the end your clients have to trust you, right? That's true. It's, yeah. a, it's a it's a hard thing getting clients trust, right? 
because you you can basically screw their film at the last minute. So they're you know, yeah, they should be very careful. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> should be, but, but... <laughs> they should be very careful because the colors can can really uh, you know destroy right. no, yeah. their film. Yeah. At the same time, a, a colorist uh, can can make the film a lot better. So right, it can enhance it quite a bit. So do, so do something. You guys... Uh, I hate to say like, oh yeah, go to your local post house and <laughs> do it, and you'll be the colors in no time because there's no guarantees there, right? Right. But I guess nothing comes with guarantees, but uh, in the color timing world, I know a lot of lot of people have tried to become colorists and haven't made it. Unsuccessful, right? Yeah, unsuccessful, and yeah. Uh, you know, and it's not like a six month course you're doing. No, it's, right years trying to become a colorist yeah and the patient or another it, it hasn't worked out right yeah and so they can go and do something else right it's not like an end-all thing but it's yeah. the color i mean so specialized that it's uh it's a lot of times you're you're in that sort of zone so you know i i don't mean to be a downer because i think it's a great job it's yeah if, if you like doing it yeah you do a lot of hours in a dark room right so yeah. it's uh it's you have to like that kind of stuff but yeah. uh but ah. you have to approach it realistically, right? Yeah. You kind of download Resolve and start working in your in your uh, your room. Yeah, that's doing the doing big films right off the bat. But that <laughs> is a way to start on little films, right? Yeah, that was my uh, next question. What's your like one of what's your favorite tool like Resolve or Quantil, DaVinci? See, it's like uh, I think a lot. It has more to do with the colorist than it has to do with the machines. Like uh, you yeah, asked me that question, you asked me that question five years ago, then I would say that uh, I'd be very quickly saying my favorite machine. Yeah. Because uh, it it can do this, it can do yeah. yeah. Do that. But uh, all the machines are maturing. All yeah. of them are, uh, are doing amazing things. Yeah. Like for myself, I still like Baselight. That's my favorite. Oh, cool, nice. Yeah, that's that's it's very well thought out and stuff, but. Uh, but it's becoming less of an issue nowadays as yeah. things become. Like yeah. uh, the whole thing is, uh, right? Like Baselight has a color management system built into it, right? True, yeah. Like at Resolve, you know, they have some LUTs built into them, but uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, exporting. that's yeah. like for a certain setup, right? Yeah. A perfect setup or, a, you know, so it's like uh, you're going to have to adjust that and how do you go about that Right. is, is a... Is a you know, is a tough thing, right? Because yeah. if you're if you're starting from a a place where it's not looking the same, yeah. it's only gonna get worse. Yeah. Right? As time goes on. So so you have to when you're starting you have to make sure everything's perfect. Then 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 it makes it easier. Work. Yeah. So I mean like uh but a lot of the tools are really good, like uh or a lot of the machines are really good, like new coda oh, base fair. resolve. They're all all good capable machines cool give well, us practice that, is really good but it, they each have their own sort of uh forte stuff there yeah. in some areas others are better in other areas but yeah yeah they're, they're, they're they're USBs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, last question if you had the chance to change something in the di process of the film pipeline what is it that you would change Anything, I mean, even if it's the tiniest thing. 
See, I think about this all the time, and I try to change those things. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you have so, authority. I, anyway. <laughs> I'm pretty successful at that too, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, the only thing I would change is uh, is uh, the financial, right? Because I mean, yeah. the thing is, if uh, if the uh, if it keeps on going down, the prices of DIs. Yeah. No, no one is going to be able to afford new equipment. That's, right. Yeah. And then uh, no one is gonna, no one is gonna be able to pay people, uh, you know, a decent salary. So yeah. then you're gonna start losing really good uh, people. Yeah. They'll go into different industries or are moved to different countries. Yeah. It's like, uh, and uh, and you know, just generally, what does that add out of two? Like you know, there's always somebody who's gonna come in and take their place, right? It's, yeah. It's, uh, Bollywood's gonna stop or something, but you'll just have uh, the quality will go down, right? Yeah. And so you know that has to be it'll it'll be, but uh, it, I'd I'd like to see you know the DIs uh, increase like yeah. uh, like the the quality and the creativity in yeah. in DI increase, right? Yeah. And that means that you know I think we've hit the bottom on where the pricing can go. Yeah. I don't think it's going any lower because. Uh... Because nowadays they are uh, when they bid on a show, they are including the DI in there and the DI. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's become. Oh, it'd be like uh, back in the days when they used to do a whole bunch of prints. You'd make uh, 300 prints of a film. Yeah. Then a lab could afford to include a DI, but but now when the print, uh, you know, you're lucky if you get 10 prints or something. Then you don't know. Uh, you have to uh, you have to charge for the DI, right? That's true, yeah. That's, uh, well... A free DI is, uh, you know, I don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, in fact, I, I know there are a couple of movies where the, they usually go for the visual effects and then they charge really less for the DI, which is surprisingly... I mean, honestly, it's depressing. Because yeah. uh, it... Well... I mean, the whole thing is, like... Uh, if it's a company like Reliance, yeah. right, and if uh, they can make the money on the VFX, yeah. then uh, you know, then it uh, it all equals out in the end, right? Yeah. yeah. If uh, I don't know many VFX companies that can do a decent DI. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Really nice talking to you, and yeah, we'll have another one sometime. Cool. No, that's great. If you have any questions or suggestions, do mail us on generalfilmtalk at gmail.com.